Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back with me next week. You know, every once in a while on this show, I get a chance to interview somebody that, uh, that I loved watching play. And late 80s, early 90s, if you were a college football fan, you watching Florida State against Miami or Florida State against Florida or Florida against Miami was like must-see TV. It just was. And it was uh, some of those games. That, I know my, my, my guest does not want to hear wide right ever again in his entire life. I got to tell you, it, it's still too soon. Our special guest today... He is a former Florida State uh, quarterback, played professional football for a long time. He played in the NFL, the World League. He played in the XFL. And, uh, man, I loved watching him play. He is Casey Weldon. Casey, how are you doing today? I'm great, Mike. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. It's really, really good uh, to talk to you. And I appreciate you giving us uh, some time today on Faith in the Zone. Hey, can, can we go back a little bit and, and talk about uh, where you grew up and, and uh, where you went to high school, stuff like that? Yeah, I grew up in Tallahassee. In, in Tallahassee, I was uh, I actually sold coach at the, uh, at the Florida State games and watching Jimmy Jordan and Wally Woodham. But uh, watching Coach Bowden, you know, at an early age, uh, didn't appreciate it then nearly as much as I appreciate the man now. But uh, but to have a chance to grow up and sell cokes, and I actually grew up a big Georgia Bulldog fan. I was the biggest Herschel Walker fan wow. ever, and uh, wanted to go to Georgia. But when it came time my senior year from Vince Dooley's offense versus Bobby Bowden's offense, yeah, uh, as a quarterback, it was a no-brainer. So uh, graduated from North Florida Christian School. Um, funny story there, Mike. Uh, you know, back when you know when I was coming out, Jerry Falwell was basically the Pope you know, yes. in, the Baptist, in the Baptist world. I mean, Jerry Falwell called my house and spoke to my mom, and I I thought I was going to absolutely be stuck <laughs> going to Liberty University, which is a great school. It, and if I didn't go to Florida State, I would have went to Liberty over Georgia. They, they threw the ball around, but, but Jerry Falwell called. But luckily, St. Bobby, St. Bobby called and <laughs> talked her into, you know, he would take care of her boy over over across the street there in Florida State. Well, you know, we've we've had Turner Gill on, who is the head coach at Liberty, and we've had Bobby Bowden on on Faith and Zone. And Liberty now Liberty now is a little different than what Liberty was back back then. <laughs> You know, they've yeah, they've yeah. really grown, and that that program has got to be a good program. But it's it 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 back then it wasn't anything. What Florida State when we had Coach Bowden on, uh, just one of the best shows that we've had, Casey. And it was funny because he, he when I talked to him off the air, he said, "Look, I got I got maybe ten minutes for you, Mike. You know, in that Southern drawl of his." And I said, "Coach, we'll take it. We'll take whatever we can get um, with you." And at the end of the show, we we went forty five minutes, and and I said, Coach, you know, I appreciate it. We're done. He said, Mike, I got a lot more stories to tell you. I said, I'll have to call you back. <laughs> you know, hey, do you remember Doug Scott? Oh, absolutely. I know. In fact, I, I just saw his daughter at an engagement party in Tallahassee uh, over the weekend, and uh, and then told her to be sure and tell Doug. Doug's 
God, I did hello. <laughs> I mean, I, I sped it up a little bit on the radio and trying we, to get this done. Hey, we any faster than that. <laughs> can't get it done. We had him on Faith in the Zone. I think I got mm. I think I got two questions that I asked him and the rest you know what? He he just talked about his days with you know, he told some good Leroy Butler stories. Casey, I work every day here at uh uh Sports Radio one oh five seven FM the fan with Leroy Butler. And uh, he is, uh, he's a good band. He says nothing but good things about you. And he did say to make sure you check your memory about the basketball court stuff. <laughs> That's all he said. He said, you better check his memory on that because I, I think my memory is a little different than what Casey Weldon's was. It, it, it may be. It may be. <laughs> you know, we're all getting in the 50s now. So yeah. That's how we want to remember it. So it's, uh, it's uh, I tell you what, that guy, man. What what an what an athlete! What a great guy! He brought that smile um, and enthusiasm to practice every day. And I'm talking about in August <laughs> down here in Tallahassee. There's it's uh, practicing on the face of the sun, but uh, he, he he he's amazing. And his career speaks for itself. And uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, sure proud to say I played was. With Leroy, you know, back then, of course. Yeah, now it's but, Leroy. Don't don't call right. him. Yeah. yeah, he went got fancy on it. Yeah, he got he, he got real fancy. It's funny because I didn't know I didn't know the background with with Leroy mm. Casey until um, he asked. He came to me and said, "Hey, can I come over and talk to your basketball team? I've coached. This is my thirty fifth or thirty sixth year. Who's counting at this point? But I coach a high school basketball team and." And uh, he said, hey, do you mind if I come over and, and talk to your guys? I said, are you kidding me? That'd be great. And he came in, and we brought in the freshman team, the JV team, and then our, our varsity team. And we, it's it's a, a school that um, culturally we, is, has changed over the last few years, and it's now a school choice and, and open enrollment. So there are some, some kids from the city that come to the suburban school, and it's a really good fit. And, and he came in and started talking about, you know, where he grew up and how he grew up. And, and, and I'm telling you, Casey, you're looking at high school basketball players that I can't keep their attention for 15 seconds sometimes. And he yeah, talked for yeah. 45, 45 minutes and they never took their eyes off him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, he brings, he brings that enthusiasm and just the realness. Um, now, now Leroy, right. He used to have to go meet coach Bowden, like at a different spot or something. Isn't that, am I recalling that right for his story being recruited from where he grew up? Yes. Yes. And yeah, because yeah, yeah. they had, um, they had 35, 35 homicides, murders in like 36 days in the housing projects. He said, look, here in this in the Midwest, Cabrini Green down in Chicago, he said, it's where I grew up, it was just like Cabrini Green. They were one, one, two as far as, you know, just the hardest places to grow up. He said, but I didn't know any better. That's right. how that's how I grew up, and he, he, you know, he couldn't walk, he couldn't run when he was a kid, and he had these big, you know, Forrest Gump type braces on yeah. his legs, oh, yeah. and he said people would make fun of me all the time, and I would say, well, I'm going to play in the NFL, and they'd say, what are you talking about? You can't even walk, and he hey, said, you watch, yeah. and there he was, and he said when Bobby Bowden called, he said he knew he was going to Florida State because Bowden <laughs> Bowden came and he met his mom. He said, I'm gonna get your boy, I'm gonna make sure he gets to church. <laughs> And she said, "Okay, he's all yours." So it was it was oh, awesome. Man. Hey, going to high school in a Christian school. Um, obviously, you grew up, and we'll we'll get into segment two. We'll talk a little bit about about your testimony and and you know walking worthy um, professionally and 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 personally. But going to a high school, a Christian high school, um, was that a big school you went to? No, no, we had I think about sixty five in my graduating class. Man. So it was, uh, but it was, it was, you know, timing's everything. And, and, uh, and, and Howard Cone, my high school coach came along. We'd never had a program. In fact, there was a school, smaller school than us, smaller school than North Florida Christian, all still a Christian. We had never beaten them in the history of the school. And our, and our preacher at our church had actually started all still Christian and they beat, we'd never beaten them. And, and my coach came in, he set goals. He said, this is what we're going to do. And I don't think we've ever lost to him since. Wow. To this day. Um, but he, he put us, we were an independent, just a little Christian, you know, private school and an independent. He put us in the district with the big boys and, and, uh, and just changed my life. Um, 
changed the whole program and uh just an amazing man and so it was uh it was a good time to be in North Florida with, with Howard Cone. Man, did you grow up when you were little playing, you know, little little league football or youth football? Were you always a quarterback? I was. Yeah, yeah I, I was. You know, never a big guy. So, and but 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 uh, could throw it and run a little bit. Um, you know, I think my skill set would would have fit more in today's game uh, than it did then. But uh, yeah, always played always played quarterback uh, uh, for some reason. Were were you a multi-sport athlete? Did you play other sports? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. I, I was a terrible baseball player, but I certainly didn't want to run track. And so we're going to do something. <laughs> right. Know, I was either going to work with my uncles and in, in, in the brick mason world, or or do sports. So I chose to play baseball. I was terrible at it. I thought I was pretty good at basketball. I really did. I thought I thought I was one of the best players in in town in basketball. Um, and then I got to Florida State and enrolled Brad Johnson the same year as we came in together. And he starts as a freshman on FSU's basketball team. A couple of years later, here comes Charlie Ward. I realized I, I was not very good. Yeah. You know, it's amazing when you when you leave that, that postage stamp of the world you live in. You know, it's it's amazing how good players are. When I, I, I left a, a school here called uh, Dominican, which is a really good basketball. It's a great school, but a really good basketball program. My son went to a, a, a high school named Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. We had 65 kids, 66 kids in the whole school. So we had seven boys on the basketball team. And I went over and, and left the school I was at to, to, to coach him for his sophomore, junior, senior year. We had seven boys on the team. I call this the Caucasian invasion. And we just went <laughs> mad, Casey. We went and played everywhere. And these kids had yeah. no idea. They, they, they just didn't have a clue on some of the things that we were doing because they were just living on that little post-it stamp. And wherever, oh, yeah. their, wherever their coach said we're going to go play, that's where they went and played. And oh, yeah. now when I see these guys and I talk to my son, he's like, Dad, now we understand what you were doing. You were bringing us down to the city playing against some really good competition. But we just knew that if we won, you were getting us free pizza. That's that's what we knew. So yeah, it was really go. good. Hey, did you grow up uh, a big family, brothers, sisters? I have four younger sisters, um, and uh, so I was I was six and a half years older than my next sister. So almost two, you know, almost like an only child in 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 many regards. But uh, we're all, we're all very close now. I got an amazing family. Just celebrated my parents' fiftieth. Uh, Wow. Wedding anniversary. Oh, um, praise the Lord. And uh yeah, yeah, just just amazing. Uh what they they got married very early and, and uh just uh just Did had an amazing family. I tell you about my grandmother and, and my, my dad credits the entire Weldon family with the prayers of my grandmother. She was a prayer warrior and uh just the sweetest lady and uh amazing, amazing Amazing grandparents that I had, and, and so my parents just feel the same way. So hey. Celebrated 50th, and uh, all the grandkids, and and had had a great time. And, and Mike, we, my my nieces and nephews, they talked us old people into playing capture the flag. <laughs> had this glow in the dark deal. So after eating, you know, way too much food, celebrating, they, you know, for the kids, we took them. And my little my little nephew Briggs, who still thinks, you know, Uncle Casey could probably go play right now. Sure. Pick me on his team. And um and I kept getting tagged. because uh, I just the, those wheels just didn't go as fast as that mine was going. <laughs> Never. Yeah, you know what? Never. No, it it just doesn't and the older we get the better we were, right? That's, that's kind of how that goes. Hey, we're going to get to a quick break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Casey's upbringing, talk a little bit about uh, uh, his faith, and we'll ask him for his testimony. We're talking with Casey Weldon. He, he was uh, he was the guy that I watched a lot, Florida State quarterback, took second in the Heisman. We're going to ask him later in the show what that feeling was like. And uh, also played professional quarterback for quite a while, NFL and the World League. And did you play in the XFL as well? <laughs> Unfortunately, I did. Yeah, he did. We might we might forget about that. He's an he's a former NFL quarterback for uh, Florida State guy. He is Casey Walden. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan.
More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken should be back next week. Our special guest, the entire show, he's a good one. And again, uh, I enjoyed watching him play. Casey Weldon, former Florida State quarterback, played professional for, for quite a while. And as I talked about at the end of the last segment, took second in the Heisman. Desmond Howard from Michigan. Casey, what was it? what was that feeling like? Oh, man. I tell you what, I, I, I actually, I, I belong to a golf club uh, down here in Tampa with, uh, with Vinny Testaverde. Sure. He's also there. And, uh, and we, were, we were sitting there talking about uh, the Heisman one day, and it was, we both had the same story. You know, that's, we were both you know, up for the Heisman, not same year. He's a lot older. Make sure I put that in. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, the, we were up for the Heisman, but we're also, you know, quarterback of the number one team in the country. So it was just the fact that I was up there, um, really just a testament to the team I was on. It really was. It really is. That's not, you know, being humble or anything like that. It's So for me, it was like, okay, the Heisman, it was out there, but it was all about winning the national championship. You know, we weren't in a, that's all we played for. We didn't have a division. We were independent back then. And, so I never really realized what the Heisman was all about. I, I really didn't, as hard as that may seem uh, to believe, until I got the, to New York, um, went up there and um, and got the got the trip to go into the Heisman to the Downtown Athletic Club. Oh man! And it was just it started to hit me, and then at the presentation. They, they they switched over to O.J. Simpson. <laughs> O.J. Simpson uh, was commentating in, you know, and he said, he said, today someone's life will change because when you win the Heisman, it's like royalty. You're forever known as, you're forever introduced as Heisman Trophy winner, then your name. And I tell you what, Mike, that, that's when it hit me. It was like, Holy cow! Now I want to yeah. win that. Now I'd like to win this thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and and, uh, and knew that wasn't possible, and uh, or even close. Probably, I think it was one of the biggest margins between first and second. Now, uh, for a long time. <laughs> so, hey, you know what? Was very he was, but you're, in my book, it was a close second, Casey. That's all I'm telling you. It was, it hey, was yeah. raised. You know, as we get older, it gets <laughs> yeah, closer and closer. It gets, you know? Three votes. That's all it was. Three <laughs> votes. Hey, you know let, what? I was hoping they would find something that he did in college and, and then have to, you know, he'd have to give it up and they would give it to the second place guy. Yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. That still might, you never know. They might dig something up. Let me dig on hey, that I, case. I, <laughs> hey, let me say that. Let me say this real quick though. We did play Michigan that year. We were number one. They were number three. We went into the big house and we beat them 51 to 31. I know is, you know, Michigan, we got a lot more Michigan fans up there. No. At that ceremony, we all had to sign a picture. Me, Ty Detmer, I think Steve Entman was the other guy, the four of us that were there. And I did sign the picture, and I was a little rude, put 51-31 on everyone. So oh, that's, man. That's hey, and you know what? You can feel good feel good about that. We, a couple of those guys played for the Packers, and there's not there's a few Michigan fans up here, but, man, there's this is Badger country. There's, there's yeah. no doubt the Wisconsin Badgers are doing well. Hey, Casey, let's talk a little bit about, about growing up in, in, in your house, um, doing some research on the show. Uh, pr- pretty, uh, pretty strong Christian house that you grew up in, correct? It was, yeah. You know what? I, I did. Um, I grew up during that era, though, uh, a little bit um, that strict, man, rules and you know, no rock music. Everybody, if everybody said Footloose, the movie Footloose, it was a little bit like that. And uh, 
my dad regrets a lot of that today. My parents both do a little bit more, you know, focusing more on the, the don'ts than, than, than what Christ has done for us and, the, you know, the love that he has. Uh, but it was, it was a tough era then. I remember we were burning records at, at the, at the, you know, chapel services we'd have at school. Um, you know, had Bible every day, grew up, had, you know, Sunday school, church, Sunday night service, Wednesday night service, and then Bible and then chapel every Monday morning. So, it was it was a lot. It was, just, it was a lot. Do you know talking to, to to the guys who grew up? Um, I I was the opposite case. Just you know, grew up in a Catholic um, Catholic home. We went to a Catholic uh, grade school, Catholic high school, and they 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 handed me the Bible at, at school and said, "Hey, carry that thing, and don't worry about opening it." We'll tell you what's right. in it. We'll tell you. What we'll tell, and that. Yeah. So I, I kind of went. I was on the opposite end, and and I've talked on this show to a number of guys that that grew up in with with um, parents, and and a lot of them regret, you know, being that strict because a lot of guys then turned away from the church for a long time in their life, and then had a chance to come back. Was that was that a difficult thing for you? Did did you when once you got on out on your own? Um, you know, they thought they, I would assume they thought that they had a great base for you, but boy, sometimes you go the opposite way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I, I, I went the opposite way. Like, yeah, yeah the, any rebellious kind of thing, but it was definitely a, uh, you know, I was good to go. I, I didn't need to go to another church service. I, I got, I got all the, you know, could just about quote anything or finish the, you know, finish every verse. Sure. But, um, but unfortunately, you know, it wasn't, it just, it wasn't real. Um, it was, it was a lot of head knowledge, um, and not, uh, and I got saved it on a father son canoe trip with my son, you know, except for Christ then, but to really, you know, 13 and it's, uh, to really live it and, and love it, it. It was, it was not, definitely not a, it was definitely not a love thing. It was a it was a have to thing. We had a guy on that that said, "Look, I I knew everything you needed to know about Jesus Christ, the same way I knew everything I needed to know about Abraham Lincoln." He said, "I knew all the stories. I just didn't have right. a relationship right. with him." And it was interesting because I felt that way too. Like I knew all the stories, but but he he was just this figure in history, in my world at that point. And and when when this guy said that, I thought, man, that's exactly you know how I felt for a really long time. That I you know I could tell you every story about Abraham Lincoln like I can Jesus Christ. I just didn't have any kind of relationship with with him. When when you talked about the father son canoe trip, can can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You were how old were yeah. you? I was thirteen, but we'd started doing that. Jeez, uh, I don't know, probably uh, two or three years earlier. Uh, every church, every uh, summer, we went on a uh, our church sponsored little father son canoe trip. We'd go down uh, the Withlacoochee, the Swanee, different rivers, um, and uh, with with just you know, like I said, a bunch of other dads and friends, and and uh, just priceless. I mean, the, probably some of the best memories of uh, the first year not being very prepared. And, you know, it's the middle of the summer and it's raining. It's you know, you look back and. I took my son, and he's like, Dad, this is not fun. Just nothing <laughs> fun about this. <laughs> what is fun about this? We paddled forever. And, uh, but, uh, but you know, they're, they're, made, they're, a lot, they're a lot more fun to look back on and talk about. <laughs> so, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, my dad was such a hardworking man. Um, he uh, is just amazing, an amazing man. And uh, his, his family is so important to him. And, uh, and, and stuff he did for my sisters with the lunch and and just the stuff and he uh his only goal in life is for us to love christ and and uh and, and he prays for us daily so boy that's yeah. awesome for me it all started right there on the father's son committee trip yep you know i grew up for him to take three days off from work <laughs> you know I, I understand i know you get you had such a hard working dad that would do anything and everything and i was talking to your brother tim and uh, and uh and our dads uh they sound a lot alike yeah, he, you know, he, we grew up uh, where my dad, he would tell you that, and, I, you know, I'm six, seven years old. He'd say, hey, look, the, the, the worst word in the English language is lazy. Don't ever, yeah. don't ever let him call you lazy. I'm seven. What? I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he, you know, he would say, "Don't you? Hey, when you pass away, there better not be a gravestone that that says here lies a lazy man.'" 
Yeah. I, I don't yeah, even know where I, I don't even know where my socks were. I'm seven. What what are you talking? <laughs> what are you talking about? But he, you know what? For for yeah, for for your dad and my dad to take three days off to do anything. I I tell you, Casey, this is the best one for me. I got I got hit right in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah, it was just an accident. But I got knocked out. I was in sixth grade, and we were forty. Uh, we were at a, a a park forty minutes from Milwaukee. They had to take call my dad off the job. He drives to Burlington. He comes in, and he, you know I'm kind of afraid because he's going to be mad at me. They said we're going to keep the young man over the weekend and just make sure he's okay. And he goes get get uh, get dressed. And I was like, what? He said, get dressed. He said, this, this is a tough little Irish. He's a tough little Irish boy. He's fine. He's fine. I'm not driving down here a couple more times. He's fine. Get dressed. And sure enough, he got me in the car. And I look like a monster. Like my little sister said, you should, too bad it's not Thanksgiving. You wouldn't need any kind of mask. And he said, yeah, no problem, man. You'll be fine. And I thought, man, he just didn't want to make that 45 minute drive. It was very, oh, yeah. very funny. We're we're talking to Casey Walden again, f- uh, former Florida State quarterback, professional quarterback, uh, played for a number of teams in the NFL and the World League. We're not going to talk at all about the XFL. We're just not going to do it. <laughs> number of awards that he uh, he won: uh, Football News, First Team All American, Scripps Howard, First Team All American, Second Team All American, Associated Press. He he was the guy. In fact, uh, in, put into the Hall of Fame, the Florida State University Hall of Fame in 1999. Hey, Casey, when, when you were playing um, at Florida State, and I ask a lot of guys this question, was it easier for you to walk worthy inside the locker room or outside the locker room? Hmm. Uh, you know, you asked me that. I've been thinking about that for a few days, knowing we were going to talk about it today. And, uh, you know, I, I it's all... I don't know. I don't. It's what week was it? You know. Sure. What 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 did we just? What FCA speaker just spoke to us that week? Um, you know, it's uh, I guess situational uh, timing, uh, but overall, um, I, to me, it was probably it, it was just the same. You know, uh, maybe inside the locker room a little bit. You know, you're in the just the, just those eighty ninety guys that you're with and and FCA and and Coach Bowden, you know, so it was probably easier. Probably most at FSU, probably easier in the locker room, and I would say probably in the NFL, um, uh, probably outside the locker room. Yeah, it's, it, it, as we've talked to guys, it depending on the group that you're with inside that locker room, if they're holding, we're holding each other accountable like Christian men are supposed to do, you know, it's easier inside. And it's funny because when I talk to baseball guys, Casey. They say almost all of them will say outside of the locker room. You know, they go from single A to double A, double A to triple A. They're on the road a lot. They're, you know, they'll go on the road for seven, ten days in hotels. And they'll say, unless, you know, guys come and go from those teams, once they get in the once they get to the major league team and they're on the you know in the big show, he said, "Look, if that locker room is filled with 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 like minded guys, it's easy in the locker room. But man, getting to that point is really difficult. So let hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're continuing our conversation with Casey Weldon, former Florida State quarterback. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this, this week. Pastor Ken Keltner should be back next week. Our special guest, Casey Walden. He And I don't want to start with this, but took second in that Heisman Trophy. I'm, I'm going to keep uh, saying that, Casey, in case you forgot. <laughs> and it was a close it was a close vote. That's what we're going with. Hey, Casey, how many kids do you have now? I have, uh, I have uh, four. Uh, four of mine and, and, and two step children. 
Beautiful. How how are things going for them? I I been reading a little bit about Cade, and we'll talk about your son Cade at Miami a little bit. But um, all the kids are doing pretty well. They are. They are. My oldest daughter lives in Ocala and has got a great job working hard. And uh, my second daughter, Lexi, is uh, works for one of my companies, and uh, she played volleyball out at Pepperdine. Hard to believe she would choose to go go to Malibu to go to school but she did and, uh, <laughs> and uh, my third daughter is actually working up in nantucket this this summer um and uh, my son is down at uh, university of miami playing for my my uh, quarterback's coach at fsu mark rick boy you can't you felt pretty good about handing kid over to him right absolutely yep yep he is uh he's an amazing man um and just been in my life uh, from she's when i was a teenager you know so uh, a lot of respect for him and what he's doing in Miami, and but really more for the man he is. He's such a family guy. He does so many things people don't know about, and uh, just a ton of respect for him. You know, re- I read an article. Um, they did a question and answer with with Cade, and um, you know when when they when they asked him uh, a couple of things about you know growing up and. And one of the answers I thought was 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 really spot on. So what the question was, what was it like growing up as your father's son with all of his accomplishments? And he said, look, it's, it was a lot of pressure at times. You know, I've really liked it. It's been a blessing and a curse at times. Having connections with my dad has been helpful. And all the knowledge he's given me has been really helpful. But there's also that other aspect of it when people, you know, they'll tell you everything you've gotten is because of your last name. And that's why I'm so excited to go to Miami and get get out there and make a name for myself. There's positive aspects and negative aspects to it, but overall, it's been really good. And I'm so happy my dad has taught me a lot of great things that that has made me who I am today. Boy, this is a freshman in college, Casey. This is a kid who's 18, 19 years old, and for him to answer that to answer a question like that, that had to be very difficult and to say, Hey, look, very honest. It, it was, it's a blessing, but at times it was a lot of pressure. Um, did you feel that with him? Did you feel that he felt that? Um, yeah, maybe some of it was, you know, was I, I, I tell people and I tell, you know, parents now looking back, having, you know, a daughter that played division one and, and, uh, and now a son that did it. It's, I almost wish it, – it, it, I think it had been a lot easier. I think it was a lot easier on my dad, who, who didn't play, you know, college sports. To, to The less you know, the better sometimes. And uh, sure. I knew too much. I knew, I knew what it took. I knew what each session means. And, and, uh, and I sure didn't want Kay to make mistakes I made. And so trying to, you know, push those two to be great because I really they, – they were so, so talented. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Um, but I, 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 I tried to get it across to him that I really could care less if he ever played the down. I just want him to be passionate about whatever he does. And uh, but it, it was hard to get that message across. Um, and uh, you know, some people, the things they say, they mean well by it, but it does. It adds extra pressure. Uh, you know, especially the kid playing the same position. I wish the guy, I wish I pretty God, I wish he, he could play tight end. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's just such a tough position. And, and knowing what I know, it, it makes it even harder. But I think, uh, you know, you just, uh, you got to catch a break and you just got to work as hard as you can and, and, and just, you know, hope things work out and uh, enjoy enjoy what you're doing every day. And that's that's my prayer for him, that, that first, you know, he seeks God and, and that he's happy with who he is as a man. That's awesome. That that's really good. You know, as fathers and and I coached my son, and then he went on and played Division three um, college basketball at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and it's it, it really interesting. I didn't realize some of the stuff that he was going through with his dad coaching him until he was done with high school. I brought him in the studio, and I do a high school um, coaches show on Saturday mornings. And I brought him in another coach who had, had just gotten done coaching his son. And we talked to these boys about what it was like. And I had no idea some of the things that were being said to him in the locker room, some of the things being said to him in the hallway. And, I, you know, he, he just never he never told me any about that until his, his high school career was over. And I kind of felt bad for some of the stuff he was going through. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, but you know, I think Cade, like you said, he recognizes the, the pros and the cons, and uh, and that it is it's it's still their their journey and their reward of, of their of, uh, of their consequences you know, of their actions. To look at it as uh, not don't suffer through it, but you know, reward yourself with yeah. actions. So. Hey, the the other question that they had for him that that I. Not going to be funny to you, but it was to me. Um, you grew up knowing the Miami-Florida State rivalry pretty well. How different does it become for you now that you're and, – and your dad now that uh, you're playing for Miami? He said, every time I thought about it, it was always wide right. My dad was on that Florida State team when it happened. So – you know, that was always what we talked about. I always thought about the 1980s when Miami was really good. It, it, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, but it's going to be really weird seeing my dad cheer for the Hurricanes. And, man, I, I just laughed because that wide right, you know, that thing just – that people still say wide right when somebody misses it's one. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel so bad for Jerry Thomas who, who made three field goals that game. And, uh, and and misses misses that one, you know, and life of a kicker. And I feel I feel bad for him, but um, I did forgive him um, last year. So <laughs> yeah, man, that's <laughs> man. You must have been in the uh, the book of Ephesians or something, you know. Maybe, it was. It was a weak <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're back back being <laughs> mad mad at him. Hey, when yeah, now that you bring it up. Yeah, thanks. It up. You bet. Thanks a lot. Hey, um, when when Coach Bowden was on, he had talked a lot about how important it was for him uh, to make sure that that uh, the players in his program got into a church. He said they didn't have to be. They had to get into a local church um they didn't have to go to my church they they just needed to get into a local church and it's it's interesting because almost in today's day and age you almost can't you know say a lot of the stuff that coach bowden was able to talk about you know back in 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 his days at florida state he you know he talked to how big fellowship of christian athletes was on campus back then and how he really you know wanted his guys to be involved in that did he have those conversations with you guys as a team did he do a lot of individual stuff with with that it was a it was more as a team it was uh um, and then, you know, Monday nights after a game or, or, uh, you know, the, the start of training camp is really where it's at, you know, boys, you know, boys, you gotta, you gotta have a, this established in your life. And we would go to a, uh, uh, a, uh, we, every, every training camp was great, man. We got to go to, to, uh, a mostly black church and then, you know, mostly white church. And so it was just. You knew that was the way it was because Bob said every parent know coming in, you know, this is a team thing that we do. Um, it's just, uh, I don't, and he, he, he really, I guess I don't want to say politically correct, but I think it was, I look back and I, I, at first coming from a Baptist way, like he, he always referred and basically it was, it was God. You got to understand, you know, you got to have a relationship with God. Uh, more than Jesus and then you know you'd hear him speak and stuff and, and he was you know really proclaimed Jesus but I think he, he wanted the guys to to realize it's there and, and make that decision and find out for themselves and I just looking back now I really appreciate the way he, he did it and, and uh, certainly didn't force it down at all um, but he, he lived it and he walked it I mean his walk was a even better than his talk and and you know you know how Oof. good he can talk yeah it's that just, yeah. An, just a, a an amazing an amazing man Boy, that's uh, that's awesome. I, I'm glad that you said that because he talked about that when he was on Faith in the Zone. How he said, "Look, we we would t we would take the boys to a predominantly white church one week and then a predominantly black church the second week, and then say, okay, you know, you don't you're going to get into a church, find a local church. This one might be good for you. This one might be good for you. But that's what we're going to try to accomplish." He also made a comedy. Said, "You know, the interesting part is when I would go into to, to some of these." to some of these uh, um, houses where, where there wasn't a, f a father figure in the house, but it was the, you know, the grandmother and the aunt, and and they didn't know much about church. And I said that line, all of a sudden, and I said, we're going to get them into a church. 
He he said, man, those those are the the people that jumped up off the couch and said, take him. He's yours. You know, those those are the ones he said. It was the Christian parents I had the most trouble with. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He, it was really funny when he talked about that. Guys, let's get to a break. We were talking to Casey Walden about his days at Florida State playing for Coach Bowden and his family, and he's certainly proud of his son, Cade, who's got a chance. I think he's got a chance to be the starter in Miami this year. Would you agree with that? So you're saying he's got a chance. It's uh, you know Malik. Uh, he's going to be a senior. Had a, I, had a great record last year. So it, he, it, you got to catch some breaks. But hey, I, I just you know I want I, him to win. I look. I, I when this happens midway through the year, you're going to come back on faith in the zone and say, "How'd you know that?" I'm just. Hey, there, there you go. I, I got. And some, then I hope they get a rematch with those Badgers, you know, for the national championship. How about they, that? They, Let's put Wisconsin and Miami in the national. Championship. Miami wants no part of that. They want <laughs> you want no part of you. You want no part of those big boys up front coming your way. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll finish up our conversation with Casey Weldon. Faith, this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Our guest this week, Casey Walden. Again, former uh, quarterback at Florida State, played professional quarterback for quite a while. uh, Casey, when you look at your days in the NFL, uh, do you look back fondly on on those days? Uh, In in most areas, yes. It was uh, just an incredible uh, chance to keep doing what you love to do and get paid for it. didn't realize, you know, how short the window is. We should have done a lot of things taking it more seriously uh, than I did. I never got a chance to start. Uh, I was a career backup, and I uh, feel like knowing, you know, what I know now, done a few things differently, I, I could have been better at it, but that's, you know, that goes for fatherhood and, <laughs> you know, everything else in life. But but uh, but it was a great time. Yeah, truly blessed to have experienced that and uh, just an amazing, an amazing ride. Hey, early on, we talked about uh, growing up in, in a really strict Christian um, Baptist home down in Florida, or down in Georgia, correct? In Georgia? Uh, grew up, well, I, born, I was born in Georgia, but grew up in Tallahassee. Okay, in Tallahassee. Um, the, the changes that you made as a parent uh, growing up, and, 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 you know, you were young, I think, when you, when you got married. Um, did you did you change on 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 how strict you were with with the schools and the music and things like that 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 your kids were gonna gonna attend and listen to? Yes, yeah, yeah. Made it made it you know more of a choice, but Dad was still in charge. <laughs> we're gonna not listen to some of that stuff, and um, you know tried to emphasize what you, you know what you put in is what comes out, and the importance of of that you know feeding feeding your feeding your soul and feeding your brain good stuff good stuff will come out so you know but it's uh it's a tough world it's tough to be a parent i feel sorry for these these kids that the the world that they're having to parent in it's just getting tougher and tougher boy i i agree with that i i do i've got three grandsons that live across the street and uh eight six and four and you know i it once you're a parent in case you, you I'm still my 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 daughter and son-in-law and grandkids were uh, in in Atlanta and they were coming back uh, through Chicago last night and they weren't going to be back till you know like four in the morning. I'm up half the night looking across the street to see if that van is there. I mean, you know, it, it just yeah. it, being a parent, it, it it once you become one, you, I think if you take it seriously like you have and I have, it, you're a parent for the rest of your life. It's not like they turn eighteen and and you turn that off. 
Well, my dad, my dad said the toughest part of being a parent is the first 40 years. <laughs> Man, so I only, okay, you tell him yeah, thanks for the yeah. advice because my daughter, she's 30, 31, so I don't have but nine years left on, on that. Well, I, I guess I'm 49, <laughs> so he, he changed it to 50 for sure, I think. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know what? <laughs> if I talk to him next year, he may say the toughest part is the first 55 years, something yeah, like exactly. that. Hey, with – um. When when you ended up picking Florida State, and and like you said, when when Coach Bobby called, you know that's probably where. Where what other schools were you looking at at that point? Uh, it was down to Georgia, uh, Liberty, and Florida State. At okay. That time. Um, I, I uh, Florida had had offered early. A couple other schools had offered early, but pretty much knew I, I, I committed to Florida State once they. Once they offered me, and that was later on, you know, not like nowadays, you know, fourth grade when they offered. Right. Uh, an offer meant it really meant they were really offering. Um, and so I think, you know, let more get out on that pretty much. And, and so it was a done deal. And I wasn't – real quick, a, a real funny story. Brad Johnson and I are being recruited together. We're coming out together. He and I are from day one become best of friends. And down the road, we're telling our recruiting stories. They were telling Brad Johnson, oh, you know what, this kid here, he's a local kid, little guy, put up some, you know, nice numbers at a little small Christian school. You know, he's just a local kid. We need to sign. <laughs> you know, it, they're telling me he's a, he's a, he's, he's a tall, kind of stiff, uh, you know, you're way ahead of him athletically. He's, uh, you know, he just, he's just a, a guy that's probably going to play basketball. You know, so they tell you what you want to hear in recruiting. And I, you know, and I look back though, and I'm pretty sure they were being pretty honest with him. I just, I, I just, yeah, I, you just got <laughs> lucky. Hey, did, were you able to help Cade through, uh, through the recruiting? Was he recruited pretty, pretty heavily throughout the country? Well, you know what? He blew his knee the very first game of his junior, junior year. So it really, uh, it really messed, uh, messed that up for him. He, uh, he had a couple of offers coming out, but he he committed. He got he made it back made it back to spring football going into his senior year. And for those dads out there, I mean that that that's those spring practices um, going into their junior year or going into their senior, you know that's when all the coaches can actually come and visit and see. And uh, coming off that knee injury, you know Mark had offered him uh, after they saw he was back and saw him practice. And so with that, and uh, you know. The history of it all, uh, he, he committed pretty early to Miami, so he was not a big national recruit, I think, because he committed so early. Hey, um, I've always wanted to ask somebody who played in a few of those games. When I to- when we opened the show and I said that when, when Florida State played at Florida or at Miami or Miami came to Florida State, you know, it was must-see TV if you're a college football fan. And what was it like – in in the stadium in Tallahassee when Miami came or Florida came? Oh, golly. You know, when I speak to kids and I, and I just I, – I tell them I wish I could just bottle it up and just give them a little teaspoon of what it tasted, what it felt like to walk. We played uh, – ESPN was just really coming out then. It was yep. Night game, night game. Nothing like a night game in Doak Campbell Stadium. I mean, renegade, the torches lit and – and, I mean, it's just nothing like it. But we were warming up, and we would do a, what we called an ankle walk, roll our ankles and walk on them to stretch them out to the goal line, and then turn around and Coach Bowden would be at the, you know, 30-yard line to bring us in. And our band hit that da-da-da-da-da. Oh, I mean, man. I had goosebumps on my eyelids. <laughs> it, was, it, was just, it, was, it was just unbelievable. And, golly, if you could just get a taste of what this hard work and everything you're focusing on and, and studying – it, what it gets you and what you get to be a part of and oh it just uh, it's unbelievable i'm telling you those games and and it always they they were at night under the lights and it always seemed to come down to you know a kick here a fumble there something would happen and it just was uh they were really fun football games to watch and, and incredible athletes all over the field you know up here in wisconsin we don't. It doesn't seem like we have the kind of athletes that that they have. Certainly back then we didn't. And and you know the Big Ten I think 
does pretty well um, now. But back then, it was like, man, watching Florida State against Florida or Miami, it just didn't get any better than that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was spectacular. I mean, it was, you know, there was ten first round, twelve, ten to twelve first round draft picks. You know, on on if you combine the two teams, you know, every year. And if you take a snapshot of the teams, you know, the redshirt freshman guys that are there, you know, there's probably thirty. 35 first round picks in in, in that picture. So it was amazing. I mean, practice every day was, was a lot, most times harder than the game. Now, Leroy, again, Leroy Butler said he picked you off a lot in practice. Is that true? Uh, you know what? Remember that memory <laughs> thing he was having trouble with? Yeah. Casey, he, Hey, he never said that. <laughs> this is faith in the zone. I got to come. I got to be honest and tell you, he never did say that. Hey, uh, Casey, I appreciate your time. I, I really do. And, and it's interesting to me that, you know, when you talk about growing up in a, in a house that, that is as strict as, as, as you did. And, and to be able to, to understand that, you know what, there's, you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you certainly do that. Um, I, I, I thank you for your time, and I know that the people listening to this show are going to understand some of the things about your upbringing as they do with mine. And, and uh, man, we, we made it through, and, and, and I think that you know we're better for it. And I certainly I, I uh, thank your dad. I thank my dad, and uh, they put us on the right path. Absolutely, absolutely. And let me leave with Second Timothy one seven that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of peace and of love, and of a sound mind. And it's, so it's not a fear; it's about love, and it's about which will give you a sound mind, which we all desire. You know. Amen. Amen to that. He is Casey Walden. Casey, thanks a lot. And have a good week. Thanks you too, Mike. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio one hundred five seven FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 